This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, everybody. I hope everybody is doing so good. And hi, how are you? Good to see you guys. Um, I am going to answer a question that I got tonight, which is really an interesting question that I want to I want to dig into. But if you haven't ever checked out this Naked Mind podcast, you should you should do that. We are getting close to four million downloads, which like blows my mind. Uh, it's just crazy. It's amazing. So um, check it out for sure. I put put some links in the show notes. But today's question, and <clears throat> you guys, I love it when you send in questions. You can always send them to hello at thisnakedmind.com. And today's question is, hi, Annie, I found that today I was feeling pretty good about myself and what I was accomplishing, and suddenly I had a craving. Normally, I crave when I'm trying to avoid or numb a negative emotion, so I was confused about where the craving came from. I realized that actually acknowledging how good I was feeling and my own goodness and beauty makes me uncomfortable, and I was wanting to numb out those good feelings, and then I got sad as I realized it's easier to believe the negative things about myself than it is to believe the positive things about myself. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's experienced this, so I'm wondering if you had any resources you could direct me to that talk about this. Thank you for your life-changing work. So, oh, such a good question. So there's two parts to this question that I want to handle, and and one is why why do we want to drink when we're feeling good? Especially when we in our minds think, wow, I've been I've been using alcohol to de-stress or to numb or to handle negative things in my life or to avoid my own emotions, and then I'm feeling great. Actually, I've I've been alcohol-free for a few days. Things are going good. I feel so good, and all of a sudden that feeling so good for the first time and maybe a long time because I'm, I'm alcohol free. I'm feeling proud of myself. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling hopeful about my life. I'm feeling like, you know, things are really looking up. And in that moment, in that good feeling, I'm like, and I want to drink. What? How does that even make sense? I've done all this work to get out of all this negative feelings. I'm now, you know, taking a break from alcohol. Perhaps I'm doing the alcohol experiment. And I'm feeling good, and then I want to drink. So first of all, I want to say that what this is is actually a really positive thing. For, For one thing, you're feeling really good, and that's a good thing. And so don't let the fact that you have a craving for a drink diminish the that you're feeling good. Like celebrate it still recognize it, feel good about it, feel hopeful about it, feel like this is one of, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions of times that I get to feel really good and even better and better in my life. And that's a really good thing. So don't let that craving take the meaning of a good moment and make it, well, it's all for naught because I crave to drink. And then give yourself a lot of forgiveness and compassion in this moment and understand that you have had, even though maybe you don't remember them in the near term because maybe you hadn't been really happy lately or you've been dealing with something emotional, anxiety or depression, but you've had ups and downs. And so you've had really positive feelings and you've had really negative feelings and you've wanted alcohol in both. And you might not remember it because in the positive feelings, we don't feel like, oh, you know, it's not, there's not as much cognitive dissonance in it because it's just like what we're doing, you know, go to a party, get handed a drink. My friend calls it accidental drinking because she just puts it, you know, puts the wine in her mouth before she even thinks about it. And we have this very like habitual reaction. And so when that habit in the instance, oh, it's a great night. It's just, we're out for, you know, whatever, a nice night in the town and we're not drinking and we're feeling good. And then we start to beat ourselves up because, well, 
how can I want to drink when I'm feeling so good? How can I want to drink when I know that it isn't where the good feelings come from? And so one of the things that's happening here, a mechanism is literally just, it's just how you've been doing things before. And so it doesn't mean anything. And that's what I want you to understand is that you're going to have cravings for drinks you know, that don't mean anything. They don't mean you're off track. They don't mean that you're going backwards. They don't mean anything. And the best thing that I know how to do with a craving or a trigger for a drink is to get super duper curious about it. What we normally do is we normally want to ignore it. We normally want to go like, okay, now I just need to be, if I had a craving because I was, you know, out at this concert, I need to never go out to a concert again. I need to be away from that. I need to ignore it. But I actually want you to, you know, what worked for me was to get really curious about it. I remember some of the um, cravings that I would have uh, early on. Like one of the times that I was most triggered was on airplanes because <laughs> I always drank heavily on an airplane. And a lot of times um, I was flying, you know, for my company and the booze was free international. And so if it was free, and I wasn't drinking, I was really triggered by that. And so I had to dig into it and actually say, okay, why do am I triggered? And it was because it was, you know, there was all these beliefs that I had, that I was spoiling myself, that it was something I deserved because I was leaving my family, that it felt like, you know, an indulgence, that it was free, you know, so there was no cost to it. And these were things that in my normal life, I wasn't flying internationally, so I wasn't experiencing it. And so when it hit me, you know, after a, a period of not drinking and I'm there and I'm enjoying myself, I'm getting on this flight and then all of a sudden I'm totally triggered I had the same thing of like but I'm happy right now I'm not doing this to numb I'm not having this you know experience of wanting to escape I feel good why is it that I want to drink and then I dug into all of those beliefs that I have so I say look at head on and just really get curious about what is it what are the sentences in my mind what are the thoughts in my head that make me feel and make me desire alcohol in this moment because your triggers truly are solvable and it might take a few times, but um, the ACT technique is the best way I know how and that is inside the alcohol experiment, which is always free at alcoholexperiment.com. But that technique of just awareness, clarity, and turnaround, which is the three pillars of the ACT technique, you can solve your cravings. So that's point number one is like, understand that it doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. <laughs> There's no issues here. It's totally normal. And instead of like getting scared of it, go into it, get super curious and solve it. Point number two is the second point, and um, I'll just read it again. And it's basically like, then I realized that acknowledging my goodness, my beauty, my bigness, you know, my uh, feeling good about myself made me want to numb the good feelings. And I got sad as I realized it's easier to believe the negative things about myself than it is the positive things. So this is beautiful. Because what is happening here for you is that you are awakening again and remembering who you really are. And that's incredible. But you've created emotional home where you have believed a lot of negative things about yourself. And that's what's your comfort zone. That's what feels good. That's what feels comfortable. And I wouldn't say it feels good. I'm going to take that back. That's what feels comfortable. That's what feels peaceful. That's what feels natural. And then all of a sudden, here you are, and you're having a great time, and you're feeling good. You're feeling beautiful, right? You're feeling big and alive. You're taking up a little bit of space. And it feels out of your comfort zone, and so you want to numb it. And there's going to be that little balance. But I want to tell you is, like, celebrate that. 
celebrate the fact that you are reawakening to and remembering who you really are and celebrate the fact that the more you do that, the more comfortable you will get with it. And that's just such a cool and beautiful thing. It is so great to be able to make peace with the beauty that is ourselves. And we have this idea of self-love, right? And it's, it's a huge hot button and people talk about it all the time. And it's a great thing. Except often when we're talking about self-love, we don't think of it as something, we think of it as something we have to do and achieve and we have to figure out how to love ourselves. And I want to offer you that we naturally, organically, divinely, perfectly actually already love ourselves and we cannot help it. In fact, I would offer that there is nobody you love more than you. And you can see this when you see like, a baby who sees themselves in the mirror for the first time. They're like, look in the mirror and they're like, oh, it's you. Where have you been? Oh my gosh. And they light up and they're so excited. And you can see this in toddlers because they haven't been told that that's somehow wrong or that's somehow bad or they shouldn't celebrate themselves in that way or that's giving, you know, they need to be humble. They need to have an ego. All of these stories that we get told. And so I would say that like really accepting ourselves and loving ourselves is so much less about finding the things about us that we can love as it is about for, you know, dismantling all of the lies and the stories that have kept us from that love that exists anyways. I would, I would say that that love for yourself is inside you as a human. Like it is there, it exists, it is beautiful, it is magnificent. And you just, your job is to remember it. And what you've done, which is so cool and why I think this is such a hopeful message, is you've peeled back some of those layers. You've done something in taking a break from alcohol. You feel really proud of yourself for the first time. And all of a sudden, what you say, you say, my goodness and my beauty makes me feel uncomfortable. Like literally gives me chills. And you want to numb that because guess what? You've created this emotional home for yourself that's small, that feels safer because it's constructed of all these things. Because possibly at one time when you were two or three, you said, I'm so good at this. And someone said, oh, don't say that. That's bragging. Right? And so you said, oh, oh, we don't say that around here. No, like we <laughs> can celebrate ourselves from a perspective of having so much love from ourselves because we know that we're connected, because we know that we're all in this together. And because we know that the more, you know, it's always like put your own oxygen mask on your face before you help someone else. The more care you give to yourself, the more available you are to love other people. Just awakening to this, right? And then you got sad because it was easier to believe the negative than the positive about yourself. But just know that this is just the first step. And awareness can be painful. Awareness of this small emotional home you've created for yourself, where you've forgotten all of the beauty and the love that just exists right outside this home, but it's false. You can just take down the home and you can experience and you can remember being that two-year-old, looking in the mirror, finding that, really connecting with how much you already love yourself, you know, trying to dismantle all the lies that you've been told or that you've told yourself that are preventing that really intense relationship with you and you and how beautiful that is. And I just want to say that it's a muscle. It will take time. It's not going to feel in your comfort zone at first, especially because you probably have lots of stories about how it's not necessarily good to feel like you're beautiful or so good or whatever the case is. Um, but this is amazing 
because it's something that's awakening inside of you. So don't let it make you sad. Do what I always say, which is celebrate the awareness no matter how painful it is. So I wanted to go two different ways with this answer because I know that it can be such a trigger when you feel like, but I feel good. Why do I want to drink? It's just habitual. It's just how it is. Lean into your trigger. Lean into your craving. Ask yourself the right questions. Use the ACT technique. Join us at alcoholexperiment.com if you've never used the ACT technique. And um, and then also really answer it from a perspective of like, wow, I, I feel like I'm reconnecting with myself and then I feel bad about that. I feel guilty about that. I feel bad about feeling like I'm beautiful. I feel bad about feeling that I'm good. Yeah, that's all just this mental head trash that we're going to have to work our way through so that you can just show up as your best you. Because I promise you one thing is that when you show up as your best you, your most authentic you, your most connected you, the you that loves you, you have so much more love for everybody else because you're not focused on all the lack that, you know, not being connected with yourself can create. So thank you guys. Thanks for everybody being here. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Annie Grace. I want to tell you about the most important book that I never wrote. And I mean that. This is This Naked Life. It's 48 true stories of people finding freedom from alcohol, and it's so inspiring. It's our stories, as you know from this podcast, that truly change us, that revolutionize what we believe is possible for ourselves. So it's This Naked Life. You can find it on Amazon or check it out online. Even download it 100% free at nakedlifestories.com. And every single copy that you buy, all the proceeds are 100% committed to keeping the alcohol experiment forever free for anybody who needs it. So check it out. It's such an inspirational book. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.